How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for an episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Pendling, coming to you live on Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. It is the last podcast of August. Y'all know what that means. I'm joined by Ben Gorowitz. Ben, say what's up to the people. Yo, first first one of the year for us. I'm excited. Last week technically didn't count since so it was week zero. I'm still counting it towards my record, though, guys. And you know what? It made me even more eager, Ben, for this podcast. One, because I want my redemption. And two, because, I mean, man, those games last week were bullshit. Like, I mean, those games are terrible matchups. Um, look, Scott Frost is an idiot. I don't know why the hell he's kicked that onside kick. Um, I also couldn't even see it because the local Fox station was showing show me the Falcons preseason game and cut away from the college football. So that was just awesome. That was just the icing on the cake. I had to get a text from my buddy. Dude, why the fuck did Nebraska just kick an onside kick? That was how I found out. and just made me even more mad. And then on top of that, we pushed the total in the Illinois game. And then – it was just absolutely ridiculous fashion, New Mexico State. I mean, I hope you didn't stay up and watch that one with me. That team's the epitome of bad. That was the epitome of a bad beat. But, hey, college football is back, guys, and we are back for redemption this week. Ben, let's do this thing. So how we're doing podcast this time, guys, is at the end, we will say some stuff on the bigger games if we have time. But we're giving you all our five best bets from college football week one this week. Ben, you want to go first? Yeah, are we going one for one or all five? Let's go one for one. All right. I'm going to start with uh, the over 52 and a half in Penn State at Purdue. Um, Purdue lost a lot of defense last year, but they do return their starting quarterback, who you and I had rated, I believe, both had the second best quarterback in the Big Ten, uh, maybe third for you. Did you have O'Connell at second? I had uh, Sean Clifford at second, then O'Connell. Okay. So then that works perfectly. My second guy and your second guy uh, versus my third guy. So – I think both these teams can be pretty dynamic on offense. I like the the new running back that Penn State's going to be playing along yep. with running back by committee. I think Sean Clifford's ready to return back from injury. I think a lot of points in this game over 52 and a half. Yeah, Ben, I actually kind of that's, – that's a good look, you know, because most of the time when you think Big Ten, you're just thinking grinded out in the trenches type football. And these are two teams that really do have good offenses. So I kind of like that bet there from Ben. Um, I'm actually going to start us off as well on Thursday, just like Ben did. Thursday, 7 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. That's right, guys. We're going to have to go to a Fox Sports 1 kickoff for my first pick of the, of the official picks pod. Central Michigan Chippewas on the road taking on the Oklahoma State Sooner or the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Oh, that was almost a bad butcher right there by me. Oklahoma State's currently ranked number 12. Um, the spread is currently at 22. Overrunning this game is at 58 and a half. I'm going, I'm taking, I already took plus 21. I'm still, I still like it at plus 22. I mean, why would I not? Give me the Chippewas here, guys. Look. Oklahoma State, they lost a lot from last year's team. Defensive coordinator Jim Knowles is no longer there. On top of him not being there, they also lose a lot of their defenses. They only have five starters back on defense. They pretty much lost their whole secondary, all their D-line, and they lost stud linebacker Malcolm Rodriguez, who, I mean, if y'all been watching Hard Knocks, this guy's a beast. He's a sixth-round pick, and he's already probably going to be a starting linebacker in the NFL for the Lions. So, I mean, that just goes to show you how good this guy is. He was the play caller and everything for the defense. The guy's a, the guy's a prodigy. So, not having them there. And then when you look at this offense, 
Their skill play, their skill position guys are not that great. The offensive line has a lot of overturns. They pretty much lost the whole thing. But also on top of that, Spencer Sanders, Ben, we've talked about it on the preview. He's completely regressed as a quarterback. He is not the same guy that he used to be. He's a turnover machine, guys. I expect him to throw at least one interception or fumble in this game. Central Michigan's not bad either, guys. They went 9-4 and four last year. Jim McElwain, old Florida head coach, is the head coach over there. McElwain's going to have these boys ready to come out here and play. I think they keep it inside of the 22. I mean, we might need a late cover for this one, guys. Oklahoma State also does have Arizona State on their on deck, so I expect them to kind of you know play vanilla and try to shit their starters. I think this game is going to be more than they want, though. Give me the 22 here with uh, Central Michigan. Nice. What you got up next for us, Ben? I'm going to go uh, – so the number started at three. It's now uh, – It's now. It, it was plus three originally. It's now plus two. Um, or you can get the money line at plus 115. I'm going to go Illinois plus two or the money line. I think I'm just going to go money line. Illinois money line against Indiana. Uh, you and I talked about Indiana uh, very little when we did our Big Ten podcast. That was kind of uh, on purpose. Illinois looked really good in their first game. They're running Whoa. back. Uh, Chase. Well, I wouldn't say they looked really good, but they did win their first they, game. They ran all over them. True. They're, they're, they're running back. Is it? I think it's Chase Brown. Is name, Right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, continue, continue, and also I'd have to say at the end. Chase Brown went two touchdowns for 151 yards, and thought DeVito played pretty well. I mean, I, I liked what I saw from Illinois. Um, I'm not really taking them because they have a game under their belt, but I don't think that hurts by any means. Uh, I think they can continue to run all over teams when they play Indiana. So uh, even though it's on the road, you can, like I said, it started at plus three, it's now plus two. Um, you know, I don't really love taking plus two. So when I want to see the money line at plus 115. I think I'm just going to take the money line. I mean, Ben, I think that's a good call. You know, Indiana lost their head coach. He's now at Washington. Um, I mean, their quarterback right now, let's put it this way, um, Connor Basilak, the old Missouri quarterback, is in a battle right now to win their starting job. I mean, this guy's trash. I will say I don't I didn't think Illinois looked that great. You know, Wyoming was horrible. I'll get back. I'm actually going back to the other side to the other team that played in that game here in a second. But um, also on top of that, Ben, I will say, I think they kind of went vanilla, you know, because on that first drive, they scored on them in like two plays. And I think they were like, all right, like we don't want to sh- show the house before we have Indiana next week or yeah, before we play Indiana next week. So I think that's a good bet, though. I, w- I was actually looking at taking that one. I was pissed, though. I missed the better number. So I passed on it altogether. Um, next game up, though, I already handed at it, guys. I mean, I will not be watching this game. That's for damn sure. I will just be uh, betting on it and hopefully winning, not even having to check the score much. We definitely missed the best number, but it's okay, guys. I'm going – this is – Tulsa is going on the road to play Wyoming. Um, the total is 44, and Tulsa is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. And I'm backing the uh, the uh, Hurricanes here, the the um, Blue Wave, whatever you want to call Tulsa at this point. I know they changed their mascot a couple times. Look, Wyoming is terrible, Ben. I don't know if you watch this game or not. <laughs> this quarterback had one compl- – was one for ten passing for negative two yards in the first half. How do you do that? Negative two yards passing in the first half. He finished with 20 passing yards in the entire game. This is Illinois, guys. This is not – like, this team is an underdog to Indiana, a, two, a team that we didn't even talk about on our pod. This team is horrible. They might be the worst team in all of FBS college football. Six and a half points is way too few in this situation. I think Honestly, if the spread was 15, I would still be taking it. I think Tulsa wins this game, like – I'm not saying Tulsa's that great of a team. I think Tulsa's going to win this game like 
30 to like five, just seven. I'll give them seven just because they're at home. Maybe they'll get their first touchdown of the season. I think Tulsa wins this game easily and we don't even have to worry about it. It'll be one where we just get score updates on our phone and don't even pay attention. It was Tulsa <laughs> minus six and a half. Yeah, minus six and a half. Yeah. Give it to me, Ben. I'm playing against the teams. I'm telling you, Vegas hadn't caught up yet of how bad this team really is. Um, I'll, I'll go again. I want to go again here, Ben, selfishly, it. since it's – but I'm actually going with a game that is misleadingly good, guys. We're going on ESPNU. It is a 12 o'clock kickoff. CDU, North Carolina Tar Heels, they did play last week. I'll get to that in a second. But they're on the road in Appalachian, Carolina, North Carolina, taking on Appalachian State Mountaineers. This game will be in Boone Stadium. This game opened with North Carolina, a three-and-a-half-point road favorite. It has since been bet down to a pick em. The total on this game is 56. Max play. I'm back for redemption this week. Give me the Mountaineers here of Appalachian State. They bring back quarterback Chase Bryce, who is second-team All-American. We all know about Chase Bryce. He started out at Clemson. He has since come here to play quarterback. Um, on top of that, guys, um, both running backs, actually. This is crazy. Both running backs for App State, where the one was the first-team All-American for the Sun Belt. The other one was a second-team All-American for the Sun Belt. That's how stacked up they are in the backfield. Um, they, they also on defensively app state has the best linebackers in secondary and all of the Mount and all of the, uh, Sunbelt, um, multiple, um, guys like Phil Steele, other big time college football experts are projecting the Mountaineers to win this conference. And I mean, the Sunbelts, I'm not going to say it's good, but they're not a bunch of pushovers there. Pretty good. On top of that, UNC struggled against FAMU who was literally missing a, I mean, fam, you we like we talked about it on the pod, Ben. Fam, you almost didn't have enough players to play this game, and UNC still got pushed around by them up front. I mean, I, I think that Mac Brown, the college football, has passed him by. App State's won their last eight home openers. On top of that, UNC's three and seven ATS and on the money line when going for back-to-back -back wins, and they're five and fifteen ATS on the road in their last twenty games. On top of that, here is the stat of all stats. Appalachian State over the last seven years is 38 and five when playing at home. You don't go into Boone and win, guys. It's shit ain't sweet when you go play that, play the Mountaineers in Boone. Give me Appalachian State. I think they win this game by two touchdowns. Wow. So App State in the money line for you. Yeah. I mean, um, it's a, I'm it's ready a, for that game. That's an exciting matchup. Yeah, exactly. It's a PK. So, I mean, I just went with the money line. I mean, taking the pick is the exact same thing. Um, I'm going to hit another over. Going over 51 and a half in the West Virginia at Pitt game. Backyard uh, brawl. Backyard brawls. Yeah, it's back. Um, I'm excited. Like, I, I think Pittsburgh, I know that they, they, uh, they lost offensive coordinator that was with Pickett. I think a system is almost just put in place. I believe, didn't they promote from within? Yeah, they did. They promoted the quarterback's coach. Yeah, and I think Slovis can throw the ball downfield. Um, so I don't think the 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 long passing game in the the medium to deep route that Pickett was so successful at, I think that can that can play with Kenny Slovis's uh, Kendall Slovis again. I like the over in this game because um, I'm excited to see what West Virginia can bring. We talked about it. I think when we talked about it in the pod, West Virginia can be a team I think can put up points and stay in some games. But um, I just think Pitt can put up a lot of points in this game. Um, and if Pitt's given me what I think that they can score of over 35, I'm pretty confident West Virginia can do the rest for me. It's over 51 and a half in the backyard brawl. 
Yeah, I like that pick, Ben. I'm going to endorse that one as well. Also, too, I was going to play West Virginia, or I mean, Pittsburgh minus six and a half, but the number went up to seven and a half, and I passed on it there. I will say, I don't necessarily condone this or not, but on when you can buy points on parlays, I do like to do that, and I did throw together a parlay that does have Pittsburgh in it that I did buy them down to uh, four and a half, but just figured I'd throw that in there. I do like that pick a lot there, Ben. Good call. Um I'm going to stay with my last game here that I got on Saturday. You know, guys, look, I feel bad I didn't bet on any of the marquee matchups this week. I really just don't like a lot of them. I still think this is a – this is – I mean, I will say, App State and UNC is by far the best one – is by far the best 12 o'clock kickoff game. Um, but anyway, I'm going with a night game here. This game is on ESPNU. It is going to be Memphis – on the road, it's taking on Mississippi State Bulldogs. Mississippi State's a 16-point home favorite. The over-under in this game set at 57. Give me the points, man. I mean, I'm laying the points here with the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I mean, I talked about it on our SEC preview. I think this Mississippi State team is slept on, guys. First of all, they have a great home field advantage. This is a night game versus a rival that beat them last year. So it's a revenge game, and the cowbells are going to be ringing, guys. There's not shit else to do in Mississippi. Starkville is going to be packed out for this game. There's going to be a bunch of drunk rednecks that have been drinking bourbon since since 10 a.m. that are barely even making it in there, ringing their cowbells and screaming. Look. Memphis is projected every to finish anywhere from fourth to sixth in the AAC. They don't have quarterback Brady White anymore. They lost a lot of the team they had from last year and a lot of those older players. None of those guys are back. On the flip side of things, Will Rogers was top five in the NCAA in pass yards last year. Also, too, like I said, Mike Leach at every single program he's been to, the third year is where his teams go to be their best teams. I think this is an absolute good old-fashioned ass whooping. Take them outside the barn and kick their ass. I don't think we're even worrying about this one after halftime. I almost took Mississippi State first half, but I'm just going to go ahead and lay it with them full game. They don't have anybody really on deck either here, so I could see them running the score up a little bit on Memphis. I think, honestly, I think Mike Leach's air raid puts up a 50 spot here week one, and I think they win this game by 30 points. Give me the 16 here with the Bulldogs. Mississippi State minus 16 for your final pick. I was writing them down. That's why I was repeating them. Okay. Um, I got two picks left. Um, Well, actually, I have one more, but it's for Monday, but I'll let you uh, keep going. Okay. So I'm continuing with my over theme. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of points. This is a high over. Don't get me wrong. Um, But I didn't really hesitate to play it. It's two offenses that I know for a fact can put up a lot of points. I'm taking over 62. That's correct. Over 62. Houston at UTSA. We talked about UTSA a little bit last year because uh, if you remember, they became a top 25 team. This team puts up the points. I don't even know. I didn't even bother to look up how many guys they have coming back. I just trust that this system can just put in players that can score a lot of points last year. I know what Houston can do. Houston has been able to put up points in basketball and in football for the past couple of years. I, and it's just when you see a total that high in programs that can put up a lot of points, I'm just going to blindly take it because I I know both these teams are going to average in the 30s in points per game uh, throughout this year. I have that much confidence in these offenses, even without doing much research, research on UTSA. So over 62 in the Houston at UTSA game. I'd say that's a good bet as well. I know a lot of people have a high uh, or feeling, you know, high and mighty about this Houston team this year. Actually, a little rod of good things about them when I was reading into uh, the AAC before I hammered Mississippi State. Um, ben, I'm going to let you go ahead and give your last one, man, because I'm about to get fired up here and give my last pick. Yeah, my last one is uh, it's going back and forth whether I wanted to take this game. Um, 
I'm taking Ohio State minus 17. My main reason is Notre Dame, when they've played the elite competition of college football, uh, I know that they play a pretty tough schedule from year to year. They play some good teams, but specifically when they play the elitist in the college football playoff, they get embarrassed. And I think Ohio State's going to be among the elitists this year, specifically in offense. Notre Dame loses some secondary members this year. Ohio State's got the best wide receiver room in college football, or at least top three. They got a quarterback that can sling it downfield. I, I think Ohio State comes out rolling in this game. I know it's a pretty high number for, I believe it's a top five matchup because I think Notre Dame's top five. I think they are five. Um, I think Ohio State puts it to them. I really do. Minus 17. Yeah, I actually been did look at this one hard, and when it was at 14 and a half, I was going to play it, and then I went and checked back at the lines and saw it had moved to 17, so I'm kind of like you. but no, uh, There I mean, were some injuries on the Notre Dame side, I believe is why. Yep, exactly. And also on top and of it's that, a Tyler, quarterback that's quarterback that's never really played. I, I just well, t- I, I think it's a tough spot. Yeah, well, Tyler Buckner did play some last year, but he's more of a runner than a passer. And I mean, Jim Knowles is going to have something dialed up for him. I th- I expect Ohio State to bring it here, man. I really do think they come out here and try to make a statement week one. And I think they do run the score up a little bit too. I think that this, I feel like Ohio State's going to win this game by 24 points. Yeah. Um, last pick for me right here, guys. Whew. Last pick. Right. I can't believe I'm doing it, guys, but I'm doing it. We are going Sunday night to the streets FSU of Louisiana in the super in yeah, the superdome everybody knew i was going to do this i have to do it guys i really think i have no other choice here currently your total is at 51 and a half lsu is a three and a half point neutral site but technically home favorite against my florida state seminoles who are currently undefeated on the season look guys <laughs> <laughs> this lsu team guys i think they will be end up being a good team when it's all said and done this season I think if we were playing this game week five, I would not be taking Florida State. The fact that it's week one, I like it. This is a completely unbiased pick, guys. Those of y'all have followed me for a long time know I don't just bet on my teams to bet on my teams. I bet where the money's at. And the money is on the Florida State Seminoles here, guys. I will not be locking this game, bet until game day because I do think that more public money will continue to pour in on LSU as I do expect to see fours and five, possible four and a halfs pop up. But look, this team lost 30-plus players last year from, from when the transition happened to Brian Kelly. That's a lot of freaking players. I don't care how many you lose. 30-plus, man, that is a ton. On top of that, quarterback, um, what was his name, Miles Brennan? The one that retired? Yeah. Yeah, Miles, yeah, Miles Brennan just straight up retired. Then you have a guy who's never even played college football before and has been injured all of spring, who's currently still in a battle with Jaden McDaniels. I mean, me and Ben have been the most pro Arizona State and Jaden McDaniels podcast there is, and they didn't do shit for us. Let's be honest, guys. Jaden McDaniels. Jaden McDaniels, the basketball player? I think it's Jaden Daniels. I think it's just Daniels. Yeah, it is Jaden Daniels. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the NBA side coming out of me. Regardless, honestly, let's be honest. What has Jaden Daniels even done to make us worthy of knowing what his name is, Ben? Nothing. <laughs> Anyway, let's keep this thing going, guys. But look, honestly, Chip Kelly's a guy we've seen it in the past. Where not Chip Kelly, Brian Kelly's a guy in the past we've seen where he will switch from quarterbacks in games if he doesn't think they're playing well. I could easily see Jaden Daniels coming out here and shitting the bed and getting taken out of the game for this other guy. I just think LSU, it's going to be growing pains. I don't think they're going to show out here in week one. And honestly, look, Mike Norvell needs a signature win, guys. He's been building something here with this Florida State program. They didn't show much last week, so I'm going to throw that game out of the window, and that was against like a high school team, basically. Look, 
I think Florida State's got the offense, man. The wide receiver room is has a couple question marks, but I think Florida State can get the ball out there to them some. Jordan Travis is a great runner. Treshawn Ward's a great running back. We also had two other running backs go for over 100 yards last week. We got a deep backfield. Florida State defense is always good. This offensive line is more improved. I think it's time, man. We've been waiting. I've been waiting a long time for this Florida State comeback, and this is our time. We're going to go out here, get the big win. Florida State upsets LSU down in the bayou. Give me the Knowles plus three and a half. Honestly, though, I will say I'm not betting this game until game day. I think that we get a better number. I'll mark it down for three and a half now, and then if it changes, I'll, I'll mark it down. Just let me know when you take it. Yeah, sounds good. I'll, I'll take whatever the consensus number is on game day. Even if I take a worse number, I'm willing to gamble on it either way because I think we win this game outright. Ben, we do have a few extra minutes here real quick. Let's talk about a couple big games. I want to talk real quick about Oregon and Georgia. Um, look, I, I will say, guys, I was actually very close on making a play in this game, and I still might do it. Just haven't done it officially yet. The total in this game is 53. Oregon's new head coach is Dan Lanning, a guy who comes over from being Georgia's defensive coordinator the year before. They also have Bo Picks in there at quarterback, Bo Nix, who transferred from Auburn. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's what he is, man. He's Bo Picks. Georgia's, Georgia did lose a lot on defense, but they still have Keely Ringo, and they still, you know, Georgia, man, they rip and replace every single year. Um, I mean, this offense for Georgia is good, but it's not like they're going to come out here and air it out. I mean, Georgia only gave up seven non-garbage-type touchdowns last year. That is freaking insane. I think this could be a defensive struggle, especially since the fact that Dan Lanning, you know, had knows Stetson Bennett well since he coached since he coached defenses against him every single day in practice and prepared against him. I could see him giving him a hard time. I like the under 53 in this game, and I also lean the first half under as I could see it as being a slow getting going game as Georgia really might have to, you know, make some changes up in the second half and start to air it out more. But I like the under in this game. I honestly still might play it. Um, the other thing I want – actually, I'll, Ben, give me your analysis real quick on this game, then I got another announcement to make. Uh, I was leaning the under as well. I, I did not play it, though. Okay. Um, look, the other thing I want to I say, I think guys, Georgia could beat him. I think Georgia could beat him pretty big. I just think it's an under. Yeah, I'm be honest with you, though. I don't feel good about laying the points with Georgia yet. I just – I just think they lost a lot on defense. I don't think he's that guy. I mean, also too, Oregon has a damn good defense. They got Noah Sewell and they got a couple other guys who are supposed to be who's supposed to be highly touted on this defense. The other thing I meant to say at the top of the board, guys, is look, I'll probably take a lot more of these of these uh, bigger matchups in college football, like I usually do week to week. But in the first couple of weeks, guys, they give you gifts. You will have FCS teams that are complete garbage playing against decent FBS teams. I mean, I went to Kennesaw State. That's my alma mater. They played against Georgia Tech. Set, more minus, Georgia Tech was minus 17 and a half. Georgia Tech won three games last year with Kennesaw being one of them, an FCS team. And they won that game by 30-plus points and beat the dog shit out of them. That's what I'm looking for, guys. I'm looking for these terrible FCS teams going up against big-time FBS, and not even against big-time, against decent FBS teams where you can just get steals of spreads when these spreads should be 40, 50-plus, and, the and they're in the 20s just because people don't, don't recognize that. It's not the game people are looking at. Everybody's looking at, you know, Florida and Utah. Everyone's looking at Georgia and Oregon. You know, that's where the value lies in the Degen games. Obviously, uh, the spreads aren't out yet as those spreads don't come out till game day, and I'm not going to come on here and talk to y'all about fcs football let's be honest <laughs> anyway ben ben what do you think is going to happen man in this utah florida game utah is a two and a half point road favorite currently yeah um i think they're favored for a reason because they are the more talented team um i'm worried because i watched alabama somewhat struggle a little bit with all the noise playing at florida I don't think Utah's ever seen anything like this. 
They can Im- try to implement noise in practice all you want. I- I'm a little worried, like, about the weather, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it- it's extremely humid in Gainesville, Florida. Um, so those, those, are, those are big factors in the game. The weather, because players are cramping or players get injured, and the noise. I, I think the noise is something you can settle into, but that's only if you're playing well or if the game is relatively close. Like, if – if it's zero zero in the second starting the second quarter, like the noise will still be loud, but at that point you're kind of used to it. Like if you get down quick, that noise gets louder and louder. Those are two factors I'm worried about. I still think Utah wins the game. I, I picked them and did we put out our final four yet? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I uh, I had Utah in my final four, so like I, I need them to win this game. I think I think it's a signature win for their season for them, and I think they're the better team. So I think they are favored for a reason. I don't think Utah necessarily needs this win, but I will say this. Kyle Whittingham did say he's no, had the No, I'm just saying it's a big win for the residents. Oh, for sure. For sure. Anytime a Pac-12 team beats an SEC you lose team, this it's a game big win. In, in Florida, if you lose this game, if you're Utah, Florida ends up losing five, six losses, you ain't saying much if, if Florida just gets run through in the SEC. Yeah, no, I still think a one loss. I don't know. It's, it's a debate. It, honestly, we'll have this debate next week, depending on what happens in the game, but – I still think they can get in there with one loss and it being to Florida. I don't think I'll look as bad. But look, Kyle Whittingham said he's had the boys practicing indoor in the facility. So they've been dumping water and turning up the heat to try to make it as humid as shit, just like it's going to be to mimic Florida. Obviously, you can't you can't mimic that. You can only do it to a certain extent. On top of that, you can look at Florida two ways, man. You can look at it as this is a team that had Alabama on the ropes deep in the fourth quarter and ended up barely coming up short in that game, or you and was just undisciplined and had a complete shit show with Dan with Dan Mullen as head coach. Or you can look at it as that this that this team is what they are, you know, and it's just a bunch of overachiever or underachievers. So I think there's two ways to look at this game. I'm be honest with you guys. If three and a halfs pop up on the board, I am damn sure firing on Florida. But I'm just kind of waiting. I think more public money is going to keep coming in on Utah as it has been all week long. Um, Ben, any other matchups you want to talk about before we get out of here? I think we hit on all the big ones and give out bets. Um, I feel like we hit all, I feel like we hit the big ones. I'm trying to think now. The only other games we didn't really talk about was Cincinnati and Arkansas. I don't really have anything for that game. Honestly, I think it, I, I I don't know how to bet it, but it's a great game. I'm excited to see how Cincinnati comes out after a record season. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really oh, it. Is think... East, Car- East Carolina supposed to be anything this year? I think that's an interesting matchup with them being home against NC State. Yeah, East Carolina is supposed to be decent. Um, I don't know, man. I think eleven NC and a half really at good. home. If you, if you, I'm just saying, if, if anyone's out there that thinks NC State's a little overrated this year, eleven and a half points for an East Carolina team that the program's typically pretty good is not certainly not a bad number to take. Yeah, I think it's a tricky game for sure. Um. I have no appetite to bet that game, honestly, but I definitely think NC State should beat them. I just think NC State's so much bigger than them. NC State is too has a physical defensive and offensive line. I mean, I've talked about yeah, how good Devin huge. Leary and that team and program are. I think NC State should house them, but at the same time, East Carolina's not bad. Teams have struggled with East Carolina in the past, so I'll probably just sit that one out. I think 11's a good bit to lay. And no, I'm going to sit it out. Dog. Yeah, I'm going to exactly. sit it out, but I do think it's an interesting matchup to watch on TV. No, I agree with you completely. I'm definitely going to be watching. I mean, that's that game in the uh, in the App State game are probably the two best early games for early kickoff. So, Whew. all right, yeah, Ben, that was it for matchups. Yeah, that's all I got as well, guys. Um, ben, I appreciate it once again, man. Hopefully, we can do a lot better than my O two and or than my O two and one last week. 
Say that again, you're breaking up. I said it's always nice to get off to a good start, so hopefully we start that off in week one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm out for blood this week, guys. Let's change things up. All my official bets will be on Instagram at TP3Bets, also on Twitter at TP3Bets. Um, ben, is, ben, are you at BennyG24 on Twitter? I am, but they'll be on the – if you have the action app, that's where I'll put them. Okay, perfect, guys. All Ben's bets will be on there. But as always, guys, we appreciate everyone who tuned in, and we'll talk to you all again soon. <laughs>